Welcome back to Sports Day SA. David Woody and Dan Mintz for Just Quality Home Improvements. Open line number 1300 736 736. The text line 0427 154 166. Our experts in roller shutters, plantation shutters, outdoor blinds, artificial lawn and roof restoration. Well, Menza, our next guest, we speak with him. I think he's Bloody's favourite uh, sports reporter anywhere. Michael Whiting from AFL.com.au. Thanks to Mate. $20 off for five months with Mate Internet. Use the promo code SAVE20 with Mate Internet. Michael, how are you? I'm well, thanks. Uh, how are you guys? I mean, it's very close to the season already, so I'm getting more excited. Yeah, we're excited. I think I think we're over, we're done with cricket. I think it's been going on and on and on, and we're we're looking forward to footy around the corner. Hey, exciting stuff! Something different this year. The teams from New South Wales, the teams from Queensland, all participating in in round one. And speaking to Dan earlier, we we round we think zero. Uh, round zero, if you like, but um, we think all those teams really should make the top eight. Yeah, I haven't had to do my top eight yet, and thanks, I'm pushing it. Uh, as late as I can, it's going to be a bit of a nightmare, I reckon. But you're right; those four teams, I think, I think I might have them in my all in my top eight. Gold Coast, obviously, the the most iffy out of that lot, not having proven themselves yet. But yeah, opening round, the two matches here in Queensland and two in Sydney. The two in Queensland should be sold out. Well, they're ex- yeah. uh, I think Carlton and Brisbane are sold out, and and they're expecting. If they haven't already, they're very close to selling out Richmond and Gold Coast on the Saturday afternoon, of course. Damien Hardwick taking on the Tigers straight away. So loads of interest up here, and um, both the clubs are really excited. And no break between pre-season matches and, and that opening round. So a little bit of a different start to the season, for sure. Is there a different type of hype for the Gold Coast? Their draw looks good. I think men said yesterday they're playing the, the bottom sides. Should be clock up six games automatically almost. But... Um, What's the hype like around them? Uh, I believe they really have to make the eight. They've got the coach, they've got the talent, they've got the cattle, they can should win most of their home games. How do you see it? Yeah, they're like they're really excited. They're optimistic. So yeah, I spoke to the I spoke to Damien Hardwick today for some stuff that'll roll out on AFL dot com in the next um, week or two. He's certainly not putting a cap. He's super excited. Of course he should be. He's a new coach and a proven coach that's come in with a, with a list, but I think some of the talent on there has even surprised him. So there is no excuses for them anymore. A lot of that young core has played a lot of footy together now. While they're still 22, 23, 24 years old, a lot of them have played 70, 80, yeah. 100 games. So they're, you'd think they're ready to take that leap. And I think Damien Hardwick's game plan, I'm excited to see it in action, but I think that will take advantage of their athletic attributes. They're super fit, they run, they're fast, they're fit. So I think his sort of ballistic dynamic game plan will suit them. And I do think they should jump up. And yeah, I'm with you. I think they should make the eight. Yeah, and I think, Michael, with with them taking on Richmond in round zero and then Adelaide at home, it's a dream start for them. But at the same time, it does put some pressure on them. If Dima comes out and they go down to Richmond, his former club, and even to Adelaide, all of a sudden, it's the same old Gold Coast. It's, all right, well, we're just going to see a team that hasn't finished above 12th on the ladder. So it's almost, you could argue that the opening two games are as big for Gold Coast as they are any club in the competition this year. Yeah, bang on. I reckon you're right, men. Like, that first one, they'll be expected to win. Like, no doubt they'll be expected to beat Richmond. Adelaide, probably a little bit more 50-50, but being on the coast, and they are pretty They are pretty tough to beat at Heritage Bank Stadium. What They... they will probably go into that as slight favourites. But they do have to hit the ground running. And they haven't done a lot of 
um, match simulation just yet or intra-club work. I'm heading down the coast tomorrow. They'll do three by 15 minutes tomorrow. Uh, and then they, they're straight into playing Brisbane in a practice match next week. So it, it comes around pretty quick. They've then got the Giants and then bang, straight into round one. So obviously a lot of education and a lot of new stuff for those players to learn. Completely different sort of style from Stewie Jew, who they've been under for, or who they were under for five or six years. And now they've got to implement this yeah, dynamic, ballistic sort of turnover type of game that Hardwick wants to implement. But yeah, those first two weeks are critical. They certainly are critical. Now, I want to touch on Brisbane. Obviously, lost the grand final to the Pies by four points last year. They look like, on paper, they're primed to go. However, if we look at the teams that lost the grand finals in recent history, the Swans struggled a little bit of bounce back. So did the Bulldogs. The Giants really struggled after losing it. We know the Crows did it as well against Richmond in 2017. It's it's been one that teams have struggled to actually come back off a grand final loss. Do you expect Brisbane to, as everyone is sort of saying, be in the top two teams, or do you reckon that yeah maybe there could be a couple of hiccups? No, I think they should be in that top, putting themselves into that top four again. I think that's part of the ladder is still pretty congested, as we touched on at the top of the segment here. There's a lot of good teams this year. The, the Giants shouldn't get any worse. You know, Collingwood will be thereabouts again. Everyone expects Carlton to be there. Mm. Who knows if Melbourne pour that? Like, there's a lot of very good teams. Up Brisbane should be there. They don't have a lot of guys that you would project to drop off. Dane Zorko's the the oldest guy, obviously by quite a way. But after him, the next oldest guys are your Lockie Neal and Charlie Cameron and guys that you still think are the the tail end of their prime. But the the majority of their key personnel are 23 to 27 years old. Um, you know, Cam Rayner, Hugh McCluggage, Paris Andrews has only just turned 27. So you think that a number of those guys have still got a bit of growth in them. They're, they're quite healthy uh, as a list. And we'll get to this guy, I'm sure, but Tom Duday coming in. Will Ashcroft will come back midway through the season and, uh, you know, a couple of couple of new faces there to bring into an already strong team. Yeah, I, I agree. I like him. What about the Giants? So I just think they are cherry ripe, ready to go again. Um, they came from nowhere. They won everywhere last year. I like their coach. And if you go man for man and pound for pound talent-wise, they've got the, you know, the stars at the top, but just about everyone in that side can kick and, and mark and do the right thing. So... Yeah, you know, they're, they're going to be hard to beat. As I said, if you you play the yeah. Giants, you know you're going to be playing a pretty good side this year. Yeah, I'm with you. Like I like I said, I haven't sat down and done a ladder specifically, but I I think they're going to be right there. Like, I I might almost have them in the grand final this year. Like they're they were obviously a point away from it last year. They were knocking on the door, and again they've had a they've had 12 months under Kingsley's game plan. You can't see how they're going to go backwards from that. They have got stars on every line, as you alluded to. They're a very good kicking team. They defend well. Uh, they can score. I just think they, they do tick all the boxes. And, yeah, I think they're going to be knocking right on the door of a premiership this season. So who do you like more than out of the Sydney sides? So you're, you're big on the Giants. Are you, a lot of people are big on the yeah. Swans. Um, and clearly in a lot of people's top three, are, are you optimistic on them? I mean, we can't be in on everyone, but Sydney no, looks pretty primed. <laughs> Yeah, I do know Sydney's. Um, they're very, they're very good. I am higher on the Giants. I haven't sort of figured out exactly where I'll slot Sydney into a into a top eight. And of course, they went and recruited so well. And you'd expect Grundy to add something to that team. And Taylor Adams, you know, they recruited uh, very well. So, uh, I, but I'm so high on the Giants. I I do have them sort of in that top two, top three vicinity. And but yeah, the Swans are. You know, they've got players on the rise as well. 
Michael Whiting AFL. Michael Whiting AFL.com.au. Thanks to mate. And where do you have the Adelaide sides? This is interesting. Port have been up for a long while. They've got three or four guys that have you know haven't been regulars in other teams, although it will stiffen up their their back line and you know Ivan Soldo, the Ruckman. And Adelaide played as exciting footy as anyone and probably scored as well as anyone last year. How, how do you see the two Adelaide teams? Well you just you feel like my sense is Adelaide should get into the eight, but as you've said, like we can't shove everyone in there. I think they will get into the eight though. Um they were just so obviously they were so many you know, heartbreaking losses, so many tight losses. We know the one against the Swans that ultimately probably cost them the spot. But the, I watched them play at the Gabba and they went within a kick of beating and probably should have beaten Brisbane yeah. late in the season. They wasted a few chances in the last quarter. They had so many opportunities and you would think that they would learn from that and maybe execute better later in matches this season. So you think they step up, potentially a question mark around that key defensive area again. Same as Port Adelaide. I think Port, I, I am a bit of a wait and see on them. I, I think there's no, with such a stacked midfield, you think they're going to be in every contest. But just those interested to see how those recruits come in and um, stiffen up that key defence. Like, it looks good, the fact that Radigalier's come in, Zerk Thatcher's come in, and they have made an effort to address those that part of the ground. But I think I want to see it in person before I fully commit to, to how much higher they can climb. Michael, you're based up in Queensland. The AFL must be absolutely wrapped with the health of the game at the moment. Up in Queensland, we know that the Brisbane Lions AFLW side won the grand final. The women's game up there is flying. Gold Coast look like they're about to jump up. And uh, the Brisbane Lions, and not just their performances, but their attendances last year was very good at the Gabba. So the AFL must be really pleased with where Brisbane, Gold Coast and Queensland footy is at, which maybe seven or eight years ago was not quite the case. Oh, absolutely. It's been a great turnaround. The the health of the game in general, not just at at the elite level, the AFL and the AFLW level is thriving. Um, this people probably glaze over a bit when they listen to participation numbers, but it is a big deal in in Queensland, it particularly is. southeast Queensland, and they are they're booming. And I think you can see it. People love to follow winners. There's no doubt about that. And the Lions having a successful past four or five years has certainly helped. But I think there was six or seven sellouts at the Gabba last year. They'll start with one in round one this year. Yeah. They'll then pack out against Collingwood a couple of weeks later as well. And the Suns. There is a market on that Gold Coast just waiting to be captured. And if the Suns can climb a bit this year, there's a ton of support there. They want an excuse to come along and cheer on the Gold Coast Suns. So, yeah, it's very exciting and, like you said, a long way from where it was, even as soon as four or five years ago. Hey, Michael, what do you think about the school of thought being pushed around, don't have any pre-season games and maybe play one or two more in the season proper? I like it. I think it adds mystery. You don't see anyone play before it. And I think the players would prefer to play something for real rather than against themselves or, or just a scratch match. You, you think one day we might see that? Yeah, potentially. I'm with, I'm, I'm, tell you, I'm certain the players would like it. Anyone that I've bumped into, well, certainly from the clubs up here, not that it's the first thing you ask them, but a couple have sort of said, hey, I'd be happy to play You know, a couple of weeks sooner. They're getting the chance to play one week earlier this year because of opening round and I think they'd be happy to play even earlier again. As it is, we're going in with, you know, two two pre-season matches. And the first one, to be honest, the first one up here next week is a bit Mickey Mouse. You've got a few quarters of the senior team, a few quarters of the reserve teams yep. playing each other. So I, I do. I, I reckon there's a 
there's a chance maybe an extra round or two. It probably doesn't help the integrity of the draw anymore, but yeah, I think the more matches that count for something, the better. Michael, we talked about the rule changes or rule tweaks to this upcoming season. The five uh, players named on the interchange bench and then an hour before the game, one of them will become the substitute. Your thoughts on that and the impact that will have, I guess, in society, but also amongst the clubs? I just, (laughs) I I don't know, selfishly, and it's probably very short-sighted. I just wish they'd just name the sub. I think Agreed. a lot of clubs would probably be happy just to name it, wouldn't they? Yeah, I think There's so. There's so much mystery around it. It's you know, I can't see how it helps the players. It doesn't help the club. It doesn't help the fans. Fantasy footy, which I'm not involved in, but I understand it's a bit of a, a bit of a headache. For that will playing. be a huge headache <laughs> for that for AFL fantasy. Yeah. There will be a lot of disappointed coaches in that. And just difficult. We saw the troubles that we had last year when clubs wanted to give a a senior player arrest and make him a substitute, but they couldn't announce it on the Thursday night and selected Nets. It just becomes a bit messy. Just pick it on Thursday night. Tell us who the sub's going to be and get on with it. Yeah, Dan and I are going to look at the concussion shortly, but my, I've got a school of thought. Uh, you may have to one day, if you're a young lad playing, given the fact that we know what's happening ahead uh, down the track, you might have to sign a waiver. And I reckon part of the the pay of every player should go into pool. And if you do get affected down the, you know, when your career is finished, Michael, um, there's a pool of money which you can access. And uh, a bit like insurance. I mean, some some jobs you have to pay a fair bit of insurance to, to even have that job. How do you see that? Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of it that way. But it's, a, it's a good idea. It's almost like a, a sinking fund or a bit of insurance. And um, that makes sense because we obviously it's this space is continually evolving isn't it we know a lot more now than we did two years ago we're probably going to know a lot more in another two years than we do right now so having a little safety net there financially is not going to solve everything but that's a really good idea uh, Michael, thanks for your time, mate. I, I think it's an exciting time for particularly the teams in Queensland. We do like the Giants and Swans as well and uh, bring on the footy, as I said, the cricket. We saw Aussies get done last night. They didn't seem to care. I think none of us do care either and we're looking forward to the football. Mate, we'll speak with you throughout the year. Can't wait any time, fellas.